Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Media Snack Meets. I'm Tom Denford, co-founder and CEO of IDcoms. On this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Brian Weezer, principal at Madison and Wall. Hi, guys. Hello, gentlemen. Where are you? There you are. Welcome to Media Snack Meets, where we get to meet the individuals and organizations doing great work to inspire success and drive change through the global media and marketing industry. Because the best are short on time, we ask just six questions in 15 minutes. We get to learn what is behind the success, what it takes to make change in the industry, and what the rest of us can learn from that experience. Please subscribe to get alerts of all upcoming guest episodes. Hey, Brian. Hey, How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Very well. I was just thinking, because, Brian, you've been on this show before, so I was just actually looking out for you in the, in the opening titles. I'm not sure whether you're in there yet, but you should be in the future. But welcome back to Media Snack. It's great to be back. It's been a while. It has indeed. I think the last one we did, either in Cannes or in London, I should think, is probably oh, a few years back. Fun. Those were fun. And again, you know, Media Snack is how I met you guys. So, I mean, it's uh, it's always a thrill to be on uh, on the on the show. Good. Um, okay, so you know the format is pretty fast-paced. Let's just crack straight on. So... Uh, you are what, somebody very well known across the industry, and you, you've you've kind of you know, you've touched many parts of the media industry. Um, but just give us a very quick potted history because you've been you've done all kinds of interesting things, but uh, and you're doing something new now as well. So what have you done? What are you doing now? And give us what is it that you're most proud of? Some kind of impact that you have or have had in the media industry. Yeah, well, over the last 20 plus years, I've uh, straddled Madison Avenue and Wall Street. Hey, that sounds like a good name for a consultancy <laughs> uh, or a newsletter. Uh, and so I, I was an investment banker, uh, then an analyst, and I worked in agency land and worked in ad tech, back to Wall Street, and then back to agency land. And uh, since basically the end of January, I've been uh, providing consulting services uh, and publishing uh content again research really it's not content per se although you could call it content marketing but uh, it is research really just organizing my thoughts and uh, just sharing with the world uh, what i'm thinking how i'm analyzing it and what i think is going on you know on the question what i'm most proud of uh i'd have to say it's just you know frankly when i w was able to work at, at pivotal research um i didn't quite know what i was doing and uh other than analyzing uh, companies, stocks, uh, primarily, but through the lens of, of understanding the industry really well and being a hardcore uh, financial analyst. And it turned out that you could actually do really good work uh, just being true to what you believed in. And, um, you know, I mean, I think everyone likes to give lip service to that idea. Uh, and then there's always reasons to be cynical about that, um, certainly in the world of Wall Street, let alone Madison Avenue. But it, it worked really well. I mean, they built a pretty successful independent equity research franchise out of that. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, whatever I do next will uh, surpass that. But uh, but I'd say that's uh, the thing I'm most proud of. Good. Very good. Um, and I, I don't want you to skip over this. Everyone needs to know that you've now set up your own firm. You are principal of a firm called Madison and Wall, which is that advisory, that confluence, right, of, of where av advertising media content meets Wall Street. And, and your advice... And your research is to investors, right? Are they are they your well, clients? Industry more more I suspect will be the primary uh, customers. I've already started uh, off uh, doing um, a strategic advisory work for a uh, public company, 
um, you know, it's literally helping them understand uh, where investors will support them going, right? That's the bridge. It's, you know, companies don't often don't understand that investors don't want to be short-term oriented. They want to be long-term oriented, but they're just not given good enough reasons, credible enough reasons to be long-term oriented. And so um, being able to help a company understand that they should first of all try to understand the heart of the, their business or industry, um, believe in their strategy, invest wholeheartedly into it. Uh, you know, that's great. People will say that they believe in their strategy all the time, but do they really? Uh, often they don't have enough conviction. So I can help them get more conviction, but also help them understand that investors will support that if the CEO and a board has a lot of conviction behind a, a meaningful growth strategy. Good, good. Well, and you know, it's important stuff. I'm a subscriber. I highly recommend those of you out there, anything to do with media and advertising. It's just, Brian's just a different voice that you won't have heard before. If you haven't read um, and followed his stuff, just gives you a different angle. I just love that. Um, so so what, why media? What is it about media? You know, I've, I've been joking lately. It's a lot like, uh, you know, Facebook uh, as a seller of advertising. I, I don't think they ever pursued uh, going into the advertising industry, they just kind of fell into it, right? I, how many people listening can relate to that? Um, and all of a sudden, they find themselves as uh, pretty big in the business. Uh, no, I, I didn't actively uh, think that uh, advertising and media was was what I'd end up working in necessarily. But um, but it was the people, frankly, that got me in it, and people that kept me there. And and so the best thing about it uh, is, frankly, just the people. Um, I think we all know this. Like that's why so many of us like don't look to get out. Hmm. Good. Um, now you've you've got an, an interesting perspective, as I said, like different to all of us that are in the bubble. You have the opportunity and the privilege of stepping outside of it frequently. So you see these challenges. What what is it that we're struggling with as an industry? What do you think is our biggest challenge? Yeah, and I'm going to tie in a few different things here uh, by not having this um, as much of an innate passion for the industry necessarily as some people do. Uh, there's a healthy indifference, I think, is maybe a way that I'd characterize it, uh, other than for the people, right? Um, and so when I think about the challenges uh, that the industry has, sometimes it, it doesn't get out of its own way. The biggest single challenge is not having conviction in a long-term view, uh, not forming the conviction in what the long-term view of the industry will be uh, and how to evolve. Um, even just being able to think, um, for example, I keep trying to explain that the advertising industry is a supply chain business. That doesn't usually get very positive reactions when you explain that to people, but that understanding that procuring audiences is what most of the industry does in one form or another yeah. in support of a marketer's supply chain. Just accepting that is one of the biggest challenges. And then understanding uh, that there are many opportunities that follow from that. Um, just being open to thinking about their their businesses in a bigger sense, um, the context in which they operate, I, I think that's probably the biggest single challenge. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, I, you and I have recon, recognized that. We were recently, both of us, at a large advertising conference, and we would have both noted there are a few occasions with, with very senior media leadership on stage who didn't use the word media, um, so I, I hear you on that. I think that's we're, we're well to be reminded, I think, in the industry, just to sometimes stay in the lane uh, and be really good at what we're, you know, what we're being contracted to do. At the same time, I'll add, though, that it, 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 the answer to this question depends in part on who we're talking to. I mean, that, that's an answer to 
uh, certainly a marketer or an agency or someone servicing agencies in general. But um, but when I think about the broader media industry, it's also worth noting that um, maybe a bigger issue is that companies just don't have um, enough conviction to make big enough investments uh, at a global scale yeah. uh, and understand that there are usually bigger opportunities for bigger companies. Um, so if you're a traditional, if you're a media company making video-based content, I mean, you're not part of a marketer supply chain necessarily. Yeah. It's a different business. You have to think about it differently, but always think bigger than you probably think you should. Yeah. Good. Love that. Um, you're in the business of advice. So, but I'd love to know, and you've had this kind of multidisciplinary career, you know, what is there any particular leadership advice that you've got that's really helped you along this journey or something which you use you know, when you've been working with teams? Yeah, well, I think that, again, it depends on who you're talking to. Uh, if you're talking to a CEO of a public company, uh, the right answer is to focus on, you know, the, the idea that investors want to see you focusing on the long term. They want to focus, they want to make sure that you actually know what you're talking about. It's far too common that investors don't actually trust management teams. They don't trust the CEO. They don't believe that the CEO believes what they're saying necessarily. Mm -hmm. And um, I think if you talk to CEOs often, they um, they often lack conviction in, in their own views, right? But they have to say what they're saying because they've got to project a certain kind of confidence. And uh, And so that's just a... There's not enough effort in forming a, a conviction about a view in the same way that public market investors have to have conviction about a view, right or wrong. You form a view to say like this business or stock is going to do the following. And now I'm going to invest a ton of resources in making sure I understand that uh, possibility, the possibilities. And I'm going to mitigate my risks as much as I can, but I'm going to go, you know, wholeheartedly into this uh, strategy. Um, I think that far too often, and you'll see, you've already seen me write about this uh, on my Substack, where I think companies are often too timid uh, in, in how they're approaching the world. Mm. Um, but the bright side is that presents opportunity for companies who recognize that uh, if most companies will be timid and not aggress aggressively invest, uh, that presents opportunity. I mean, I made this note on uh, yesterday about salesforce.com. Um, you know, they reported earnings and they decided to go from being um, fast, uh, pursuing faster growth to focusing on more profitability. I think that's, you know, they, they can make their own decisions about what's right for them, but that just presents opportunity for other companies who mm -hmm. see the growth opportunity ahead. Good. Uh, good. Love that. Right. So outside, you're, you're amazingly productive. I don't know how you managed to get as much stuff out of, as, as you do over the years. It's quite phenomenal. So is there a life outside of this? Like, uh, what, what is the personal passion that we should know about? Where do we that, find you outside of media? That would segue to uh, uh, the fact that I'm a chocolate-powered uh, person, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, chocolate probably would be the thing. Uh, you know, some of you will have heard of me talk about a, a chocolate marathon. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, it just as a, 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 it's a whole, that's a whole other uh, uh, India snack. Talk about a snack. Um, but no, I think uh, really getting into chocolate and understanding the business of chocolate, let alone different kinds of chocolate. Um, and uh, yeah, those of you uh, in Cannes, you'll probably hear me regaling you with tales uh, about my upcoming chocolate marathon in uh, <laughs> whatever that will happen. Cool. So um, finally, Brian, the, as I said earlier, you know, you've got a good perspective on the industry. There's some, you can see some 
quite fundamental, you know, structural challenges, perhaps that you can see in the in the business. Where can we get to this year? Um, you know, how do you do you feel that we're optimistic? Are we making progress? Like, what are the areas a year from now that you would love us to have made some progress in? Well, I, the biggest thing that people can do is form an independent view about where the world's going, right? And and that ties to the hopes for the year ahead and, and the optimism that I have. I'm normally a cynic. I mean, former clients have called me a wet blanket, and I, I embrace that label. <laughs> but if you go back to the certainly the podcast that I was producing um, with Group M um, with my former uh, with my successor Kate Scott Dawkins. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we were saying what everyone is way too worried about recession. And so far, that has been correct, right? Mm -hmm. The reason why we held that view, and I still hold that view that the, the, the consensus is probably wrong, is that everyone's relying on old models that probably don't account for the unique characteristics of economies coming out of pandemics. Mm -hmm. And if that's the basis around which uh, assertions are being made for the present or future, you can take a bet that it'll be wrong, like more wrong than normal. You know, what's mm -hmm. the say? Economists have successfully produced uh, uh, forecasts seven of the last five recessions. Um, uh, and so I think that the more that a decision maker gets under the hood of an assumption that's being made and understands why those assumptions are being made and what's behind the models, that everyone's using to make their assertions, you can get some comfort in the fact that, well, maybe things aren't quite as bad as a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's probably the main thing. I'd, I'd certainly, it's a bit of leadership advice as well as a hope of the year that more people do more of that. Good. We'll stay optimistic. Brian Weiser, principal at Madison and Wall, thank you for joining us on Mini Snack again. Good to have you back. Great to be here. Who would you like to meet on future episodes? Please let us know in the comments below. Subscribe to the Media Snack channel, where you will also find previous guests, including leading marketing executives from companies like P&G, Uber, LVMH, Mars, Ikea, and many more. Plus, some of the industry's most provocative thought leaders, such as Belinda Smith, Sir Martin Sorrell, Wendy Clark, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Professor Mark Ritson, you can also get alerts to hear about upcoming new guests. If you liked this episode and think someone else would, then please share it. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time.